You're listening to Podcasting and Professional Services, where business pros tell stories and experiences from the other side of the mic. See how podcast media can fuel sales, marketing, and even HR for your professional services firm. I'm your host, John Tyerman. Hi, gang. Welcome to the show. We've got an excellent conversation for you today. We're talking podcast distribution, which is something that should be top of mind for business podcasters and professional services. You're going to hear from Greg Mayer, founder of Whisper, a software company that helps you get more content out of your podcast. And as I'm learning more about the state of podcasting and professional services as I've gone out um, and started interviewing more and more podcasters and professional services, I'm noticing a pattern that shows just aren't doing an effective job distributing their podcast content. There's so many great shows out there that um, deserve more visibility, quite frankly. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to share this conversation with you. While Greg isn't a podcaster himself, he's built this tool called Whisper that makes podcast distribution a lot easier. Um, you can check it out at whisper.ai. That's W-Y-S-P-E-R dot A-I. Um, Essentially, you upload an MP3 file, and it produces drafts of social posts, blog posts, episode descriptions, tweets, email. You can even customize the, the text output to fit different formats that you're using in your marketing. Um, so if you're a podcaster or a podcast marketer who wants to get more from your show, this is a must-listen interview. You're going to want to check out what Greg has to say. Um, but first, this episode is brought to you by Red Cedar Marketing. We do offer podcast marketing and distribution services. So if you have an existing show and you want to grow your audience more quickly, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Send me an email, john at redcedarmarketing.com to learn more. All right, here's my interview with Greg. I am joined today by Greg Mayer, founder of Whisper, a software platform that turns podcasts and other audio files into a content engine for your business. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on here. I'm excited. This is uh, this is one of my first podcasts for Whisper, so I'm trying to do more of these this year, so I'm, I'm excited to, to get into it. Yeah, I'm excited too, and we were just talking before uh, we hopped on record here, and I was testing out your tool, and I'm excited to use it, and what I'd love to do is use your tool to produce content for this podcast episode that we're recording right now. So yes. kind of kind of meta right there. <laughs> exactly. That's the strategy. I love it. And I think this conversation started because you m- made a LinkedIn post and it was like exactly the thoughts that were on my mind that day about like repurposing content. Um, and now here we are a few months later. So um, I love it. That's the the power of social media. You know, you can connect people from all different walks of life and places on earth. Yeah. Um, well, Greg, I'm, uh, let's start here. So tell our listeners a little bit more about your tool, Whisper. What inspired you to start building it? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. And I need to work on making this a little more succinct because I had so many like parallel thoughts and ideas and kind of forces in my life that kind of led me to this point. But um, the big thing was that I was a product marketer. I was creating a ton of content. I was launching products. I was creating go-to-market strategies where kind of each pillar and channel rather kind of stood on their own. And the content repurposing trend, I was working for an AI startup, AI writing startup, and I found the repurposing thing to be like what was most valuable for me and most valuable for the people that I was talking to. 
Um, and I had previously working at that AI writing company, I worked for um, a company called Gong. They did call recording transcription and their secret sauce was like their, for a long time, their transcription was the best that you could get. And they had in-house models and I was a product marketer. So did a lot of time thinking about that. Um, and then I saw some of these AI transcription models coming out while everyone was distracted about by ChatGPT and was like, how can I use this in my day job? And that was the use case that kept popping into my mind. And I was testing it out, building prototypes and it, and it worked. And so it just felt like this was right. Um, and it kind of combined two passions for me, which was marketing, product marketing, content marketing and podcasts. Um, and so I saw, you know, I've worked on, you know, in parallel to podcasts and tech companies, and they were kind of just like stood alone as this uh, channel that, you know, we built for brand awareness and didn't really always know where it fit into the strategy, but it was cool. Everyone had one. Uh, we, we should do that. And I, and I, I saw it as this opportunity to kind of shift the, the, the use and, and like strategic purpose of podcasts within uh, marketing teams. So that's kind of how I got here. That's interesting. So you mentioned that podcasting is a passion of yours. Uh, do you, do, are you an avid listener of podcasts? I'm a, I'm not in the arena as, as they would say, right? Like I, I consume a ton of podcasts. I send episodes to all of my friends every week. I'm that annoying friend. That's like, you need to listen to this two and a half hour podcast episode when you just happen to have two and a half hours. Um, but I love to walk, run, cycle and all those things. And I'm always consuming, uh, you know, during the, during that kind of like alone time. Um, but hope my goal for this year is to start my own and find like the right topic to talk about and like provide value, not just like, you know, start one to start one because I am running a podcast company. Instead, I'm spending more time engaging with other podcasters like yourself, um, and, and getting on and getting involved in that way. Um, so, so yeah, sure. it's just, I find it as uh, like to be a, an amazing medium for consuming and producing and sharing knowledge. What are some of the top podcasts that you're listening to while you're running or, um, driving around? There's the, there's the, you know, basic go-tos like the Huberman lab. I've, I've been going deep on that since day one. Uh, my first million, you know, the all in podcast, kind of like that business entrepreneurial scratch that itch but then there's and and then like the health side of things and then i love listening to just comedy podcasts and just kind of like distracting myself like a good theo vaughn episode is good for the soul um and and everything in between and then i i'd spend a good amount of time listening to marketing tech um like very you know niche uh industry podcasts as well just to make sure that i'm like staying up on the news and then funny enough when i started whisper i took like a month off listening to podcasts because i do find that while they're incredibly valuable, they can be uh, like time wasters. Distracting? Distracting, yeah. Kinda? It's like yeah. Um, illusions of productivity is the way that I like described it, right? It's like, I'm being productive. I'm listening to something about marketing and I'm, I'm a marketer. This is like work. And it's not, that's not the case. Like work is making things and doing things and getting things done and crossing things off lists. And you need to, in order to be good at that, you need to consume content in your arena and your space and in your industry, whatever things that inspire you, things that help you learn new trends, but that's not the work. And like, you need to make sure that you don't confuse those two things. So I took a month off and felt like one, I got more done than ever. And two, I felt like refreshed when I listened to a new episode of something I was excited and less of just like getting like the drop of dopamine I needed for the day. Um, so 
I, I recommend everyone doing that for whatever you consume too much of. Totally. Well, it's, you got to stay in balance, right? Yeah. You know, you consume information, you apply it, you learn experientially, you consume information, you learn it and apply it. And there's this loop, this growth loop that happens when, when you do that. Um, yeah. so you, I was reading up on some of your LinkedIn posts, Greg, I follow you on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. folks that are listening to this podcast should follow you on LinkedIn as well. Um, you talk about podcasts being a pillar or a source of content mm -hmm. for companies. Can you expand on that point a little bit? What do you mean by a pillar of content? A better way to describe it potentially would be the hub and spoke model, right? Like, I don't think that that's a revolutionary or a, a a relatively new idea within marketing teams, like the concept of building an ebook and then breaking it down into a bunch of other content is, isn't something that's new. Um, but doing that with podcasts is, is new. And there's a key like distinct advantage in podcasts versus like another medium like eBooks. Um, and ultimately to back up from that a little bit, it's like podcasts are a fantastic way to build awareness in your market with your buyer, like for like, let's say like 95% of these folks that aren't ready to buy yet. And you can spend a year, get like warming up the market, building your credibility and awareness. Um, but in today's market where a merciless CFO is looking at cutting marketing costs when you're like, but Hey, we're building awareness. Like people love us. Like they're, they don't, they're not going to care. Um, and so when you have the opportunity to take this thing that is amazing, is doing something priceless for yourself in the market, which is like building this relationship with your buyer, that's somewhat hard to quantify. You can then take that content that's trapped within that podcast and basically supplement all of the work you're doing within across all of your other channels that do have pretty hard and steady metrics that you can measure over time and bring to your CFO and say, Hey, we generated pipeline. We, you know, got this many more followers on these different channels. Uh, we generated this many free trials, whatever those metrics are for you from those tried and true channels, like, uh, you know, your organic social, your newsletter, um, your blogs, your SEO, all of those things. Um, you can supplement the work that goes into that and automate a lot of that content workflow by repurposing the effortless conversations like we're having right now, right? If I had to sit down and write out all the thoughts that I just like threw out there to you, it would have taken me like five hours and I'd be like, no, that's terrible. No, that's terrible. Backspace, backspace. And they would, you know, it's such a more difficult process and that process belongs, right? Like you need that and you need creative thinking, but if you can just repurpose the ideas that you're already throwing out there and get yourself 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of the way there, you can save a lot of time over the course of a quarter. Totally. And you know, that five hours is, uh, is right, right on. Uh, Andy Crestadina from Orbit Media does an annual blogger survey. And he's found that um, to write a, an optimized blog post between 1500 and 2000 words, it takes about six hours yeah. uh, to, to write a post like that. And in my experience, what I've found is, especially if you're, if you're doing an interview type of podcast that, you know, people are, more likely to come on to your podcast and record a 20, 30, 40 minute conversation than trying to get, if it's an internal subject matter expert, for example, getting them to write a blog post. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then to your point about the merciless CFOs, um, in my experience, podcasting fits really well into a sales led organization. 
And um, podcast content makes for great sales enablement content. So if you're able to work with your sales counterpart and use that content to enable those sales conversations, maybe they're sharing a conversation with a prospect or an existing client or you know, an outstanding proposal to try to get movement, um, it can be a great way to kind of show impact on revenue in the early stages of a podcast to kind of buy, your, buy yourself some time for those top of funnel marketing activities to impact revenue. Yeah. There are so many strategic reasons that you can tease out of a podcast if you just put a little bit more intention behind it. Like you said, it's great sales enablement. It's great account-based marketing where you bring yeah. on these folks from that want to build their brand, but also happen to be your target buyer and dream account. And you know, in that conversation, they do their own discovery, right? And then your sales team is like, oh, these are their challenges. These are their aspirations. These are the things that keep them up at night. That's like all you need as a as a sales rep. It's just it's like the dream. And then to take it a step further, I think it's super powerful at companies where you're you have your ICP within your company. Like at Gong, we sold to sales leaders, we sold to sales ops leaders. Oh, yeah. And so we would bring in our VP of marketing, our head of sales ops, like all these people that are buyers and interview them for like 90 minutes. And we'd, we'd all have a chance to ask them questions, like take those conversations where you're kind of enabling your sales organization or just trying to help the, the broader company understand like what does the buyer really care about? And everyone in the company should know that. Um, it's, that's really important. And then just take that and turn it into the content you need because it's going to resonate with your audience because that is your audience. Those are the people that, uh, that, that you want to get in, in front of. So um, you can yeah, repurpose that and get more out of the time spent either podcasting or interviewing internal stakeholders or running webinars, whatever that is. It's really like, how can we get more out of this? And, and what's the ROI of our time spent producing and then promoting that that content. Totally. Yeah. And podcasting isn't just for sales motions either. Um, product-led companies can use sales or sorry, product-led companies can use podcasts to highlight like customer stories and use cases mm -hmm. and examples to to fuel their own pipeline and conversion uh, touch points. Yeah. Um, Curious, in, in your experience, what other kinds of companies have you seen benefit from using a podcast as a source or a pillar of content? Um, I spoke to someone recently that was like ahead of the game, but they were doing it manually, which means like they were, they had a podcast, they were brought in, it was kind of just checking a box and they were, they were given this as their sole, one of their like key initiatives. And so they put a ton of time and energy into saying like, how can we make this bigger, better, uh, more strategic. Um, and so they were taking that episode, getting just like a raw transcript, going through editing that transcript and making it hundred percent accurate and like formatting it better and spending like a few hours doing that. And then they were putting it in like a format for a blog post, publishing that blog post, and then driving traffic to that blog post as a, like a form of SEO and were able to boost SEO metrics dramatically over the course of a quarter and like create more content because they were interviewing people um, that they would have been, you know, producing case studies with and doing all of those things that we've all done as marketers that are time consuming, uh, sometimes challenging to like continue to, to continue to have that funnel of content. Um, and so they were able to just take the podcast and say like, hey, look, we have we drove all of this SEO traffic and now that's our number one channel over the course of a quarter, um, which is something that would have been in incredibly difficult. 
but the thing was, was that they were spending like seven hours a week doing this for yeah. a single episode. And like the goal of working with them and getting them signed up was like, let's just see where we can save you 10%, 20%, 30% of your time and like build that over time by integrating this into your workflow. So that's, that's one area where they were like, they took this thing that they were already doing and made it a key pillar of their marketing go-to-market strategy for other channels that aren't going nowhere. Right. And now, now they can't, if they took, if they can't, if the CFO came in and was like, we're axing the podcast, sorry. Uh, then they would lose those, that SEO, those SEO metrics overnight. Right. Yeah. So now yeah. it's not going anywhere. Well, what I like about whisper is you log in, you upload an audio file, and then it produces a variety of different formats for you. So it produces a transcript, it produces timestamps, it produces sample tweets, a blog post, um, and it gives you that starting point. The, the example that you just gave about using transcripts to fuel SEO, that's exactly what I'm doing too. And it is yeah. laborious, right? You know, <laughs> I, I like to... Um, what I like to do is chop up the, the podcast into video clips and then embed those on the page and then take quotes from the transcript, use that as like a journalism style blog post, right? So you're yep. taking quotes. And then what I've found, or I contend that the introduction of chat GPT and other um, generative AI models is, is it's, it's like a race to the middle in terms of content production. And it's flooding the internet with almost kind of like the same regurgitated stuff. So a podcast can give you that human element that kind of differentiates your content. Um, and so using AI to help enable production of podcast sourced content gives you a human edge in a sea of AI generated content. So that, that's, that's my, I'll step down from my soapbox. <laughs> that's, that's my take. No, we, we are... 100% on the same page. And I think that I'm the first person to tell people like, you should not publish this content without editing it. Like, please don't like, I don't want like, I'll refund you your money if that's how you're going to start using this. Cause I don't want to read that. No one wants to read that. And AI is just not there yet. I do think that it goes back to like my original, like inspiration behind building this was that I think it is better at repurposing our own ideas and it is at generating its own when we prompt it. Agreed. Right. Like if you give it content, it can restructure the, those thoughts into something that's still uniquely yours. Um, maybe sometimes it'll still use that like verbose language that is kind of like become uh, quintess like synonymous with AI writing, right? It's like over the top, um, but you can edit that out and spend, you know, in those um, in that process that you just described. Like even one thing that I find really useful when I'm producing content or working with clients is like. You go into the blog post output and whisper, and it gives you a pretty great breakdown of the themes that were discussed in that. And then you say, okay, this is the theme that I want to extract an insight from and produce evergreen content from it. Like no one needs to know that this was even in a podcast. And then I go into the formatted transcript. I hit command F. I search that key term from that like theme section in the blog post. And now I just like skim it for 10 seconds and find like a, a great quote. And now I have a block quote that's kind of acts as the foundation of the piece that I'm going to write now. And like that whole little thing that I just did in 10 seconds would take me like, I would have to listen to the whole podcast and, yeah. or I'd have to like read through the entire transcript to find that point. And now I can do it without listening to anything. Um, and that's just one small step. So it's those little things that, that I'm looking for as a user. So Greg, 
what are some of the other use cases for Whisper beyond podcasting? We've talked about podcasting mm -hmm. ad nauseum, but there are definitely other ways to use this tool. I I think it's a I think it would be great for our listeners to understand some of those different use cases. Yeah. So we we briefly touched on one, which is like in, in interviewing your internal stakeholders. Like I I posted about that the other day, which is like are you stressed about creating content this year and you want to just kind of make Q1 way easier? Like find five people in your organization that are subject matter experts at what they do and then go interview them, get their buy-in, say like, hey, we're going to meet once a week, once a month, whatever it is for an hour. And I'm going to interview you, take that, do that five times in a month. You know, maybe the first week you interview all the, these folks, if you want to structure it into a process, the second week you know, you kind of edit all of that down the third week, you review it with folks and the fourth week you start publishing. And then all of a sudden now you have like a waterfall of content coming out. Um, and that's one way to just kind of augment and or supplement like the content creation process, fill your content calendar, you know, whatever. Um, the other one is webinars. I have people that only use Westbrook for webinars. They don't have podcasts and they just want to get more out of you know, we've all been, made webinars that can be really time consuming to produce. Like you need to yep. make the deck. You need to think about what you're going to talk about. You need to find the people that are the guests that are going to come on it. And you need to, you know, keep your, you know, think about how often you're asking your customers. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. And then we post about it once on LinkedIn. We're like, all right, this is how many leads is generated onto the next one. Um, and you just kind of hope it works. Um, but now you can take that and say, hey, this webinar now created the blog post for this month. It created the Twitter thread for this month, whatever it is. Um, or if you want to, like I said earlier, you want to double down on one channel instead of creating five pieces of content for five different channels, create five pieces of content for one channel. Um, it's all about your strategy. Um, so there's inter internal interviews. There's customer interviews. There's like any anytime you've recorded anything that you're speaking, it's at a keynote speech. It's um, on a company, all hands, it's in an actual sales conversation. Um, and then one of the most interesting ones I heard recently was, um, customer interviews. So like very similar concept to in interviewing your internal stakeholders, but instead you have like a customer advisory board, your customer marketing team sends out, you know, a bunch of emails every month asking for one-to-one -one interviews where they can ask about the value they're getting, the experiences they've had, or just like talking about industry trends, whatever it is, you can produce a variety of content. Um, you don't have to just talk about your product. And then you can turn that into a blog series, into a Twitter post, the, uh, a LinkedIn post series. Um, so basically anywhere you're recording content, um, you can upload that and, and turn it into content. I like the idea of a customer advisory board. Yeah. Even, even for podcasters that are using Whisper for content generation, I found that it's it's important to have a focus group of listeners who can give you candid feedback. Mm -hmm. And this could be a way to, maybe it's not in terms of content production, but more of like organizing your qualitative research that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess I could see that as a, you know, kind of another another use case right there. Yeah. And this is all very much on like, I, I speak from the world that I came from and I'm trying to do that a little bit sure. less, which is like B2B tech SaaS, right? Marketing. Um, and then, so whenever I interview or just like get on the phone with or text or whatever with customers of Whisper that uh, like don't care about any of that stuff, they don't come from B2B SaaS, like they're hardcore podcasters or whatever it may be. I'm always like blown away by the cool things that they figure out how to do with it, like creating media kits. So like every time someone gets off a podcast episode, 
they upload it into Whisper and they send a link to everything that that, that person needs to promote the podcast. So now, like, oh, let's yeah. say I have 100,000 followers on LinkedIn and we get off this podcast, you send me this and say like, hey, here's a great LinkedIn post for you to share with your network. Here's the transcript. Here's a blog post if you want to share it or like a Twitter thread, whatever. Um, and, you know, add your thumbnail or a cool image from it. There's a quotes that you thought of. Um, everyone kind of has, has a different approach, but that was one that I'm trying to build into the product now, which is like a one-click media kit that you can share with your guests. Um, so there's cool use cases that people find that I just didn't think of because, um, you know, I'm not the user. So it's like that, it's that trite, you know, listen to your customers quote that sure. rings true no matter how many times you hear it. Exactly. Well, that's always important to listen to your users, and I'm sure you're going to find use cases that you haven't even thought of yet for Whisper. So I'm excited to follow you along on your journey, Greg, and use Whisper for uh, content distribution for podcasts. Um, for folks that are listening to this interview right now, where can they find you? Uh, mainly LinkedIn right now. Um, I spend some time on Twitter, but it's usually just dumb tweets, nothing to do with with Whisper uh, in, you know, and it's, I've started to find that I, I like LinkedIn um, a lot more and more recently. I, I've been hearing that from more folks. So LinkedIn, um, and then you can reach out to me over email. Uh, my my email is pretty widely available on the Whisper website and would love to talk more about this type of stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Excellent. Well, folks that are listening, go to whisper.ai. That's W-Y-S-P-E-R.ai. Um, shoot Greg an email, give him a follow on LinkedIn. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for uh, all of the insight you shared. Awesome. Thanks, John. This was great. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcasting and Professional Services. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It really helps. Um, and reach out to me and let me know what you think. I'm always keen on feedback. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, at John underscore Tyerman, or reach out to me on redcedarmarketing.com. Until next time. <laughs>